All right, let's, uh, we don't really have anywhere to take our Bibles. Brother uh, Kevin already read all the verses I was going to read. To I think we can pray here in just a moment, dismiss, and go home. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good, he says. Yes, wonderful. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. But, uh, boy, I tell you, as we face Thanksgiving, as we move forward in that, uh, go in that direction, boy, we, we certainly can't, you know, neglect the idea of gratitude. And so tonight, I'm just going to talk to you tonight real quickly, and I mean quickly. We're not going to spend a lot of time. We've spent a little extra time doing a little bit of uh, one-word testimonies. I like those. Those were good. I enjoyed those. But uh, we're going to look at gratitude, gratitude's place in the believer's life, its place in the believer's life. And we're going to give you, I'm going to give you three simple thoughts, nothing, like I said, nothing <clears throat> probably super profound, Nothing you probably haven't thought of before, but something that we certainly can be reminded of and need to be reminded of on a regular basis. So let's see here. We'll see. There we go. I think we're we getting anything. It's, it's acting like it wants to work at least, right? Okay. Is it getting better? No. Is it work out? Okay. No, it's not working. Okay. Do I need to use another mic or something? Is that good? Okay. There we go. We're good now. <clears throat> All right. Very good. So gratitude's place in the believer's life is what we're going to discuss, what we're going to deal with tonight, all right? And uh, we are certainly blessed tonight, and we're going to take just a few moments to give some consideration and thanks to the Lord. So let's pray. Father, tonight before we do get into this uh, simple message, this little thought, these simple thoughts, we just pray, Lord, that you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, we're grateful, Father. What a tremendous song the ladies just sang. What a powerful message. And Lord, I just thank you so much for that, and I thank you, Lord, for the choir. What a great job they did tonight on that music, and Lord, it was exciting, encouraging, and just so inspiring to me, and <clears throat> Father, I just thank you for those testimonies that 
Father, just uh, come from hearts of gratitude, on, off of lips of gratitude, and we thank you so much for that. Lord, um, I, I can honestly say I think we have a grateful people here, a thankful people. Lord, that's such a blessing. I don't know that every pastor can say that about their people, but it certainly seems that way to me. And I just pray tonight that, Father, we would just honor you tonight. In just these simple words, in just this short time, be glorified, we pray. You're so worthy of it. I need you now. And, Lord, each of us do. In Christ's name, amen. So let me <clears throat> talk to you real quickly. Gratitude's place in the believer's life. First of all, gratitude is a standard of the master. Gratitude is a standard of the master. In the Old Testament, the psalmist, the psalmist writes these words. He says in Psalm chapter 100, verse 4, he says, Enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. See what I told you? Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And, and the Bible in the Old Testament, of course, uh, the psalmist is saying these things. It's very clear that in the Old Testament, gratitude, thankfulness was extremely important. But also in the New Testament, thankful and gratitude continue to hold their preeminence uh, in the life of every believer. The Bible tells us, the, Paul the Apostle, I should say, in the book of Romans, describes the downward progression of sin. I want you to hear what he says. Paul says in Romans one twenty one, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Someone says, well, okay, in the Old Testament, they're told to be very thankful. Well, in the New Testament, we're to be thankful also. And I want you to note here that the, the, the apostle is writing the Romans, and he's describing a downward spiral of sin. And he makes the statement again, because that when they knew not God, they glorified Him not, excuse me, knew, not, knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. And notice, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Ingratitude directly affects our outlook and our understanding. You get that from there? Don't you see that? It blinds our hearts, it, it, and, and it blinds our heads from the truth. We cannot possibly understand or grasp or see truth the way God intends us to see it, to understand it, with a heart of ingratitude. Again, these, it says, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Our imaginations are affected, our ability to think, our ability to reason, our ability to understand, uh, our, our, as it says right here too, our, um, our foolish heart was darkened. So all of a sudden now we can't see the Word of God and understand the truth as God intends us to. As a, not only, we don't see straight is what it basically says. Later in the passage again it says ultimately if you continue to read there that they deny truth. And because they deny the truth they become fools. Why? Again, an attitude of ingratitude. It's so important to be grateful their view of God is wrong in the passage in Romans chapter 1. That makes it easy to deny God. And then it, it makes it easy to commit crimes against God. And then ultimately it makes it easy to replace God. When there is an attitude of ingratitude, when there's this feeling of unthankfulness, 
You know, sometimes we just think, well, we're just having, you know, a couple of bad circumstances and situations. We're just, right now, just things aren't going our way. And we're just uh, kind of upset about some things. And I'm having a hard time being thankful to God. I'm having a hard time being thankful in life. Things just kind of bad right now. You better be careful with that because if you don't get a handle on that issue, it'll darken your eyes to spiritual truth. You will not see things or understand things the way God intends you to. You ultimately have a bad outlook or view of God himself, ultimately, and that will enable you to sin against God more readily, ultimately leading you away from God to idols. That's exactly what happened to the people in Romans chapter 1. You have to be so awfully careful. And so do I. Gratitude is a standard of the master. While addressing the Colossians, the apostle Paul expresses God's desire for all his children. He makes this statement in chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. <clears throat> peace itself. And we all want peace in our life. Peace is extended to us by Christ at the moment we're saved. He says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now the peace of God is is in our hearts the very moment we're saved. Why? Because it's extended by Christ. As a matter of fact, Christ is the peace. And His presence in our lives ensures peace is within us. That's a, that's a given. In prophecy, uh, the coming of, of Christ is described, or should I say Christ is descri- described in the chapter 9, verse 6 of Isaiah, when it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ is peace. And when you get saved and I get saved, he moves into our heart, our life. Therefore, we have peace in us already. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And then we find at the birth of Jesus, the angels contacting the shepherds. Prior to their departure, the, the angelic host, I should say, they make a statement. It says, they're, they're saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to men, toward men. Where's that peace today? It's not in the world. You know where that peace is? In us. Because that's Christ. Christ is in us. Therefore, the peace is in us. Still, now this is, the, the, this is the kicker though. As much as peace is extended to every believer in the person of Christ, it is not experienced without an attitude of gratitude. Do you get that? You cannot experience peace without an attitude of thankfulness in your heart. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. If there is a lack of thankfulness and gratitude in our life, you will lack peace in your life. You won't have any peace. It's serious business, this gratitude thing. Gratitude and thankfulness is the standard for the believer. It's not optional. It's not what God just says, well, it'd be a good idea. No, He says, be ye thankful. There's no room for a heart of ingratitude. There's no place for a spirit of unthankfulness. Gratitude is the standard of the master. But number two, gratitude is a sign of maturity. It's a sign of maturity. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, thank you, Brother Kavanaugh, in everything give thanks, 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Giving thanks is the will of God for your life and mine. Now, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the will of God Sunday night. But the fact is, is that the will of God is spiritual. And, you know, we're going to we're get into this Sunday night. But the will of God is spiritual. And when we see this aspect of the will of God, he says, give thanks. Okay, that's the will of God, giving thanks. You say, what's the will of God for my life? Well, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a school teacher. I think God wants me to be a, a, a doctor. I think God wants me to be a preacher. I think God wants me to be a lawyer. I think God wants me to be a, um, um, I don't know, a, a housewife. I think God wants me to be a, um, a gymnast. I think God wants me to be muscle-bound like the pastor. I think God wants me to be, uh, <clears throat> you know, all those different things, okay? Now that, 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 but that's not really the will of God. You know, the will of God is out, outlined. It's described for us. It's explained to us in the Word of God. And one of those things... One aspect of the will of God is simply this. Be thankful. Giving thanks. That's the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. Concerning you. Not just them, but me. And that's not always easy, is it? Obedience in this area reflects maturity. As a result, gratitude is an evidence of spiritual maturity in the believer's life. So we think about believers, and we know that the Bible teaches that we're like babes in Christ. When you first come to the Lord, you're like babies. Well, last time I checked, babies are some of the most selfish creatures in the world. They're so selfish, so self-centered. Those big whiners, all they do is cry and whine babies, selfish, no good little things. They're, they are. They're self-centered. All they think about is themselves. You ever notice that about babies? You say, they're so cute. Yeah, go ahead and let them keep acting like that and see what you have. If you don't take the time to treat, teach and train them to deny self, to die to self, to say no to self, you got a problem on your hands. And you want to know why we have so many problems? Like down there, lately, just the other night, we have all these people stealing and looting. You know why? Because we got a lot of unthankful, ungrateful, selfish people. I'm sorry. Can't take it. I don't like it. Bothers the life out of me. Now listen to me. You don't tell me. I know I'm off my soapbox now. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you're trying to do something good for your people, and then you go and loot their stores, steal from them. Don't you tell me that. That's called selfishness. That's getting what I can get when I want it. And that's what babies do. Babies cry. And you go get them and you say, what's the problem? Nothing's the problem. They're just crying. They want attention. Guess what? Baby Christians, guess how they are? You're not careful if they're not, listen, if they haven't been taught already to die to self a little bit, I mean in the flesh now, we're talking about that. Spiritually speaking, they're babies. So what can you expect from them? A little selfishness. You can expect that. Why are we so shocked when a baby Christian or a new Christian comes to church and they don't act like, well, 
I almost have a hard time saying that and act like we do. Sometimes they do act like us. That's the problem. But the fact is, is that they're selfish, self-centered. It's all about them. And we go, what's their problem? Don't they know it's about others? No, they don't. They're babies. No baby understands that. And we don't get mad at a little baby for crying because we understand they're babies. Christians that are new like that, they start whining and crying. What do we want to do? Toss them off the side of the road. You know what? There are more problems than they're worth. They take too much of my time. They demand too much of my attention. We've got to be careful with that. Hey, gratitude, thankfulness is an evidence of maturity. So as they grow in their relationship with Christ, guess what a newborn child of God should begin to do? Become more grateful and thankful. Amen. That's, that's just a natural element of growth. To become less selfish, less, self, less self-centered, less, less, less excuse me, self-serving. As we grow in Christ, we grow closer to God, and our view changes. Our view changes. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I used to like to climb trees. I still like to climb trees, I just don't do it as much. I have reasons for that, I'd rather not discuss them. But nonetheless, I, <clears throat> I, I enjoyed, I loved climbing trees, and it, and it was a lot of fun, you know. And it was scary at times, you know, the taller the tree, the better, right? It was kind of scary, though. There were times it was kind of scary. But with every step upward, the world took on a whole different perspective. Every time you got just a little bit higher, a little bit higher, everything looked so different from the top of the tree. It always looked so different from the top of the tree. Now, you could see for what seemed to be miles when you were up there. I don't know about you, but I like that. I went to the Grand Canyon one time, stood on the side. Boy, I looked out over the Grand Canyon. It was an amazing sight. You could see for miles. I remember going to Cook's Forest. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's up in Pennsylvania. Went to Cook's Forest. We climbed up in that tower, there, in the, in the uh, uh, Ranger Tower, and looked out over the thing. It was, it was awesome. You could see for miles. You could see all the trees. You could see the forest, not just the trees. It was amazing. You know, from ground zero in our lives... Our view is limited by the many obstacles that stand in our way. But let us grow up in Christ. Let us draw nigh to the Lord. And soon we're able to see over the many distractions and the detours that the devil places in our life. When we are growing in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are privileged to see far beyond the limited scope of our finite understanding. And that's a blessing. Because what that means is that now we see the big picture. Now we get a glimpse of the, the, the overall purpose. Now all of a sudden, the little things that may bother us in our life, the little distractions that seem to irritate us so much, are not seen right in front of us. We overlook them to see the big picture. And all of a sudden, we're able to be more grateful and thankful for everything in general because we're able to see the big picture. The promised land is better seen from the lofty heights of Pisgah than from the dusty trails of Galilee. And if we're going to see things the way God wants us to see things, if we're going to understand things the way God wants us to understand things, we have to grow in grace. Our relationship with the Lord is important, not just because we can pray and get something. 
That's not really the purpose of it. But because we can then begin to see things from God's perspective. And then we're able to be thankful for everything as God commands us. You know why we're unable to be grateful? Because we're not mature in the Lord. Because there's really an element in our life that's still not to the place it ought to be with the Lord. We're not close enough to Christ to see above the trees and see the whole picture. That's a tough reality to have to deal with. But I know in my own life, it's a reality that's true. That so many times, I allow the little things to distract me, to discourage me, and to hurt me almost. And I find myself, at times if I'm not careful, less than thankful, put it that way. And it's probably because I'm really not as close to the Lord as I'd like to believe myself to be at times. Because gratitude is a sign of maturity. Because the closer we get to God, the more we see things through His eyes. And it makes everything seem right. Because He is still in control. So gratitude's a perspective. And um, when our gratitude is little, it's because we see little. So we need to get higher and closer to the Lord. And finally, last but not least, gratitude, you're not going to understand this word. I had to look it up. Gratitude is a source of merriment. I had to keep the S and N thing going there. So gratitude is a sign of maturity, see, you know, and then let me help you understand this. Gratitude is a standard of the master. See that? You getting this? And then gratitude is a source of merriment. You say, what's merriment? Well, let me explain it since I had to put it in there, but... It's a word that expresses joy and happiness. That's all it is, really. It expresses joy and happiness. I'm, uh, you know, the group was uh, filled with merriment. <laughs> happy, happy, excited, joyful. And you know what? Let me just say this. There is little hope of happiness in the life of a person who is not grateful. Little hope of that. If you're not grateful, you're not happy. You're just not happy. You're miserable. Nothing, it's, it, you're miserable. If we're not thankful, then we are unhappy with our circumstances and our situation. It's just the reality. We can only wish that things were different than they were and that they are. That's basically the emphasis. I just wish everything was, this is ridiculous. I just can't stand this. This is terrible. I was, I'm telling the, well, I don't even want to go into the story. But I got bent out of shape the other day, just in front of all the guys. And I was going off about some things. And I was like, man, this is just messed up. I don't like it. And we got to fix this. And there's a problem here. It was, uh, had to do with that house we're trying to sell. And, uh, Later on, I got thinking. I took God out of the equation. Do you realize, listen to this, do you realize there's not been, we've had that house up for sale for a year or more. Do you know that it was even posted wrong by our, our agent? The agent posted it $15,000 lower than we wanted it posted. Now, now get this. I want you to understand something. In all this time, not one person, not one person, has even made an offer on that house. Not even made an offer. They didn't even come to us and say, $20,000. It insult us. You know what I'm saying? 
Nobody even insulted us. I mean, is that, that doesn't happen. And I'm over here thinking, what is the problem? We've had two different agents. Not one person even made an offer on the house. Now, does that sound crazy to you? It sounds crazy to me. And anyway, I was getting a little bent out of shape about the other day. Well, let's just say, we do not have an agent now. But anyway, the fact is, is this. The the fact is, is this. That doesn't seem right to me. So I go back to my office, and I'm like, kind of like, you know, kind of jittery now. You know, wow. I prayed for a minute. And I didn't pray that long, honestly. And the Lord's like, do you ever think maybe... It's been that ridiculously out of kilter because I made it that way. Maybe nobody's offered anything, and that's just totally, just like you would expect it to sell. I'm telling you, it's so crazy that you haven't even had an offer on it that maybe that was me. And I went, oh. And I realized I took God out of the equation. I never expected, I'm thinking, wait, wait, God, that's not how it's supposed to work. Remember, you're supposed to sell the house. That was my plan, right? But I don't think God wanted it sold yet. Uh, we, we have some people meeting in that house every week, by the way. And do you realize we've run into a few snafus over at our other property trying to get some things taken care of over there with some gas and electric and some other things that went kind of awry? Well, where would they meet? All along, God's been taking care of the whole problem, making it work. And you know what? I expect it to sell now at some point here. Now, we're going to give you an opportunity to sell our, our house. It's our house. It's our house. Okay? You're going to get a chance to sell your house. Okay? Because we're going to take some pictures of it, so I'm going to give it to you, and we're going to let you post on your Facebook and some other places, and we're going to see if we can't sell this house ourselves and watch God do it instead of trying to let some other person do it. We're going to give you a chance and me a chance to get it sold, okay? And using God's help with that, of course. So... All I'm saying is, is that I wasn't very happy, I wasn't very thankful, and you know what I was? Miserable. I was miserable. Gratitude is a source of merriment. It's a source of joy and happiness. People that are thankful are the most happy people around. They're happy. They view themselves as blessed, and that translates to nothing less than happiness. You don't like your job and you're not thankful for your job, guess what you are at work? Miserable. You're miserable. You've got to find a good reason to go. Be a missionary then. Do something. Find a good reason to be thankful for your job. If you're not thankful for your wife, glad we got some guys in here that are. I'm sure that all of you are. Sure. But anyway, <clears throat> if you're not thankful for your wife, guess what you are with her? Miserable. You're miserable. Ladies, if you're not thankful for your husband, if you can't find anything to be thankful for, you're miserable. And I mean, it's just a reality of life. And so biblically, the, the Lord says, be thankful. Why? Because we need it. It's a source of joy and happiness. In 1 Timothy, and I, we're closing here, but he says in 1 Timothy 1, 12-14, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, Paul the Apostle says, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. The grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith 
exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. The, the apostle says, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me, but that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. You know, if we go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and we start reading basically a description of the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul, you know what we find? That he had nothing but problems. At least from our, persu- our, 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 our perspective. I mean, five times he received 40 stripes, save one. That's 39 stripes. Five times that happened. Not once, not twice. Not one, not two, not three. Who's that sound like? LeBron James, remember? But anyway, uh, not one, not two, not three, but anyway. But nonetheless, five times, okay? In this case, five times, 39 stripes. Thrice was I beaten with rods. How many of, those, how many, how many of you have been beaten with rods before? Now, I'm not talking about your mom took a rod. and beat, I'm talking about a, a cane. You know, got beat with a cane type thing, you know? I mean, I know, I, I, I understand this completely. But nonetheless, um, <clears throat> my mom's not here. I can say those things without her... Right now, but once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, perils of the city, perils of the wilderness, perils of the sea, perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness. Besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Don't think that was an easy one. All I'm saying is, listen to that that he's going through. Consider what he's dealing with. And he goes and says to the Lord, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. You're thankful for that? Paul goes, yeah. Why not? He goes, but it's so miserable. You're so uncomfortable. I know, but why wouldn't I be thankful to be able to serve a God who served me by dying on Calvary to pay for my sin? Isn't that amazing? His enormous gratitude toward Christ fueled his joy and happiness. That's amazing to me. Gratitude is a source of merriment or joy and gladness and happiness. So gratitude is a standard. It's a standard of the Master. It's required of us tonight. It's what God intends for us. It's what God expects of us. Gratitude is a sign of maturity. The higher we grow or the closer we get to God, the more able we're to see things from God's perspective and have an attitude of gratitude. If we lack gratitude as a whole, then we lack maturity as a believer. That's just a reality of life. And then, finally, gratitude is a source of merriment or happiness and gladness. Well, there you have it. Pretty simple stuff here as we go into the uh, Thanksgiving season. As we face uh, our holidays, we've got Christmas coming up as well. But we do need to be grateful and thankful. And it sounds like we have a grateful, thankful people here. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Because when you're unhappy, well, you're unhappy. So anyway, <clears throat> actually, when you're unhappy... Unfortunately, I usually have drug into it and I'm unhappy. You know what I'm saying? Because let's face it, have you ever been around somebody that's unhappy? It's kind of hard to be happy around them, isn't it? Somebody's miserable, it's hard to be happy around somebody miserable. And you don't know something? God wants us to be thankful. And thankfulness breeds joy and happiness. And that means things are going to go good when we get together 
We can honor Christ together. We can live for the Lord, and we can certainly accomplish much for His glory. Well, anyway, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And you think about some of these thoughts. How are you doing with your maturity? You're growing in the Lord? What steps are you taking to grow in Christ? I'm not talking about just reading your Bible every morning. Anybody can read a Bible. You know what? Reading the Bible alone is not going to help you learn the Bible. Oh, you'll pick up things here and there. But if you're going to really grow in Christ, you need to learn about Him. That means you're going to have to take the time to look up words you don't understand. You're going to have to maybe take a few minutes and, and uh, actually read over a scripture a couple of times through and try to grasp the concept and the gist of it. That means you might have to actually memorize a verse. You're going to have to allow yourself to maybe read some outside materials written by good authors that you find in our bookstore, not some of these authors you're finding on the Internet. You be real careful with that. But those are the kind of things you, we need to do to grow in our, 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 our place with God, to grow in our maturity and to mature in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so, so make sure you're doing that. What is it God's speaking to you about tonight? Maybe there's an area you haven't been thankful about. Maybe you just need to come to the altar and say, Lord, I haven't been very thankful for and right now, I'm just telling you, with your help, I'm going to do my best to be grateful from this moment forward. Father, we come to you. Lord, we just...